You're listening to Ember Weekend, your working recap of all things Ember. This is episode 46. I'm Chase McCarthy. And I'm Jonathan Jackson, and we're here to keep you in the Ember Run Loop. We're broadcasting from Hash Rocket HQ, and today's episode is called Team Tofu Burrito. That title's... I, I don't actually like the, that tofu burrito. That is totally going to change. I like that title. We'll, we'll see. It's my time to edit, sir. I wield the power. I am the lord of the podcast. That's such weird. The, no one even knows what that title means. Well, no one knows what most of our titles mean. That's true. So this past week, uh, Stanley Stewart, uh, or Five Tanley, uh, you probably know him as Five Tanley. Um, although, once you understand the reference, you'll probably just say Stanley on Twitter even with a Five Tanley. Um, he asked us to mention uh, some Ember Data-related things, uh, specifically an issue uh, which is basically a document describing uh, the upgrade path from 1.13 to 2.0 Ember Data. Uh, and I'm really excited about that uh, for a number of reasons, uh, mostly because I think that making that transition really smooth is going to like really help just the community at large. Uh, and also, uh, I think this is like an actual concerted effort to try to to try to like make sure that that is super like painless, like really kind of figure out all the surface areas, the friction and uh, and fix that. Uh, and then also uh, as a related thing, um, one thirteen. Uh, dot 16 uh, was released and that included some fixes to the inflector um, or ported some or backported some uh, fixes to the inflector so uh, if you if you had some issues with the inflector or or if you're curious about it you can go and look at that as well we'll link to both of those in the show notes so yeah definitely check out the issue and uh, if you have any comments definitely uh, put them in there so last week we uh, had an interview with Matthew Beal or uh, Mixonic on the internet's uh, this was an interview conducted uh, with us and Tracy Lee from Modern Web, and uh, it went pretty well, I think. Yeah, it was super fun. Uh, I was really pleased to get to have this conversation with um, with Mixonic. Uh, we were able to ask a lot of questions about MobileDoc, which I am now very, very excited about, and I hope to use, uh, hopefully, an Ember weekend at some point in the not-too-distant future. Um and he just has a lot of insight. It was really great to sit down with him and just pick his brain. Uh, there was a lot of really cool things we talked about, um, not, not only about MobileDoc, but also uh, the community at large, structures for the new sub-teams. Uh, and that was really interesting uh, for a number of reasons. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm really excited about it. I, I can't wait to, to see this thing uh get out there and uh, and be viewed. We also talked about a, mo- a more recent uh, meetup that he had uh, in Toronto, I want to say, yeah, about yeah. Uh, Be The Bark, which he also uh, subsequently released a blog post summarizing. Yeah, the, the Be The Bark thing was uh, it was pretty interesting. Uh, he, he was trying to get us to move past the metaphor because the, <laughs> we we immediately were like, well, wait, that, that metaphor is kind of, uh, kind of weird because, you know, it breaks down here and here and here. And, uh, and we were like, yeah, all, all metaphors break down yeah, oh, I I like the metaphor personally. I think he was basically saying that you know at any certain point, if you take it to the nth degree, any metaphor breaks down. And as a matter of fact, uh, one of the funny things that he said when he first uh, started talking about be the bark, the metaphor, he said in the in 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 making the be the bark metaphor, he had to destroy the onion metaphor from Larry Wall. So it's like it's just nit- it can be just nitpicky, but I think the spirit of it was really um, was really interesting, and it definitely. Um, it definitely made me think about some of the structures around the Ember community right now. So uh, this is going to be uh, released uh, hopefully not too not too far off in the future. Um, unfortunately, we don't know the exact dates, but when we do, we will uh, <clears throat> we will definitely tweet it out. 
so that uh, so that you can uh, listen to this one. It was really fun, uh, and uh, Tracy's doing great work at Modern Web with the with the podcast and uh, with some other stuff. That uh, it's really it was a really fun experience. Yeah, we have some other interviews coming up too. So you know we'll keep you filled in when we get those completed, and hopefully have some release dates. So Chase, as you know, uh, Hashrocket, our company, uh, it's a Rails consultancy, uh, throws a conference every year. Uh, and this year it's coming up, it's fast approaching. It's April 6th, I want to say. I'm really excited. It's fun. Uh, we do it out in St. Augustine. It's beautiful out there. Uh, it's it's the ancient city. They they go to great pains to tell you how ancient it is, despite the fact that if you go to Europe, uh, there's some real ancient stuff out there. But uh, it's still pretty old and it's nice and fun. If you want to learn about old cities, uh, Paolo Parada is one of the speakers. Uh, and ask him about some some of the places he lives in in Italy and how they how yeah. they're like three times yeah, yeah. as old as any of the oldest places there. Yeah, I, I remember him being there for like two years ago, I want to say, and talking about that exact thing. Uh, that was really fun. Uh, but the the speaker lineup this year is really great. Uh, we have um, so for a, normally normally a, you know a regional Ruby conference will feature uh, mostly almost exclusively regional devs talking about Ruby. Um, in this case, that's not necessarily entirely true. We have Ruby talks for sure. Um, they the speakers are coming in from all over the place. We have uh, I want to say Lawrence Scott from up in Chicago. Uh, Robert Jackson is going to be in town. So RWJ Blue, he's going to be talking about uh, TBD, right. uh, which is going to be really cool. I'm really excited to hear his talk about uh, to be determined. Right, and then uh, there's also uh, Steve Klabnik. So yeah, Klabnik. it's all about he's going to talk about Ruby. Rust. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so this is all about Rust and Ruby. Um, I'm really excited to hear that talk. Um, I, I was hoping that they were going to get a Rust workshop, but it looks like they're not. But they are. There are. There is going to be an Elixir workshop. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Michael Woods is putting that on, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That'll be really wonderful. Um, yeah, I am definitely excited to see some Elixir stuff. So it's kind of a it's kind of a more than just a Ruby conference. Uh, I'm really excited about it. I've had I've been there uh, every year so far. And uh, and it's been really great. A bunch of great people out there, and it's beautiful. Um, definitely recommend it. And uh, for you Ember Weekenders, uh, there is a uh, a code, a promotion code that we have. Uh, it's Ember Weekend, all one word, all lowercase, and it should get you a hundred dollars off uh, of the ticket price, which is, I believe, the early bird rate. Um, despite the fact that the early bird uh, is closed now. Um, so if you uh, if you're looking to uh, to head out and meet some people, have a really good time, um, and it's a single track conference, so you're gonna have a lot of common experience with the people you're there. So the hallway track's really fun. Um, so if you're interested in that, uh, definitely uh, go and uh, we'll put a link uh, to the Eventbrite uh, and pick up a ticket using the uh, promotion code Ember Weekend. So there's a new blog post out by David Tang, uh, and this is the JS Guy blog. Uh, and this one's all about uh, an intro to Ember for Angular devs, which is pretty pretty interesting. Yeah, as a uh, as a former Angular developer for for I don't know like four or five months there, uh, this was really interesting to me uh, seeing a wave to because Angular is so popular. Uh, it was really cool to see some of the corollaries. There's a lot of similarities now, um, especially with Angular too. Um, especially with regard to like the build system, read the, read the build system. So they're not using, they're not necessarily relying on tools like Grunt and Yeoman anymore. Instead, they're leveraging Ember CLI's uh, build tooling, which is pretty awesome. Um, but uh, the 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 article is really great. It does some really good comparisons between Angular and Ember stuff, uh, like direct comparisons with like regards to routes and templating and some other things. And really, he emphasizes the things that he likes about Ember, which I think is 
they were really insightful. Um, the he ends he ends the article telling kind of summarizing the things and uh, that that drew him to Ember. And uh, one of them, or I'll actually read the, the most of the quotes here. Uh, it's a uh, sense of strong convention over configuration, uh, out of the box testing, uh, development consistency across teams. I thought that was a really insightful thing because. Uh, from one Angular project to the next because of the build tooling, which is uh, getting better. The story for the build tooling uh, in Angular is getting better. Um, it's it's hard to get up and running on a new Angular project because you have to figure out the differences between your last Angular project and this one um, because there was a lack of those, uh, those strong convention over configuration. Uh, upgrade paths between major versions of the framework, uh, which uh, obviously that was one of the big things with Angular 1x uh, to 2.0 where there's not really a clear uh, upgrade strategy and uh, and Ember data. So I don't know. I thought it was a really insightful thing. Uh, he he goes into some some things that obviously have bit him in Angular that uh, that Ember does really well. Uh, specifically, he talks about Link2. Uh, since Link2 understands other routes in the system, it will throw an error if you uh, if you point it to something that's uh, that's not that doesn't exist, which uh, won't happen with UI SREF. Um, so I thought that was pretty interesting. Uh, the distinction of the router route and the route object, he talks about how that can get a little blurry in Angular and how uh, Ember really makes sure that those things are distinct things. So it's a really great uh, article. I don't know. What did you think, Jace? I thought the uh, the comparison of the, you know, like showing the Angular code, like especially the router versus the Ember router and how, you know, you can see kind of like what's responsible for what. And I, actually, if, if I'm not mistaken, the, the Angular 2 router is now just the Ember router, right? They just have some some different front end. Or some, some yeah, API. I, I do. I, I think that it's either it's either uh, pulled over or it is it is heavily influenced by the Ember router, right? And um and also they they use Ember CLI um to to build too. I think so. Yes. It's interesting yeah. that now you know we're starting to see these kind of crossovers where people in Angular are like, you know, now that the, they're kind of converging um to 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 similar patterns, the the jump over is it's it's much easier. Uh, in Ember, once you you know get into a very complicated project starts becoming very appealing when like you're talking about the the uniform structure of apps and how you know devs should be able to move from one app to another and not have to relearn the structure of the entire application um, so this is interesting I hope you see more of this absolutely and I really like this uh, as a as a guide uh, to kind of like try to show an angular developer how they can kind of build bridges men- mental bridges from the angular um, style to the ember style uh, I think it was a really great blog post so yeah so definitely check it out uh, this last week, Chris Thoburn, uh, this is uh, Runspired on Twitter, uh, he uh, put out a blog post. It was, it was basically a compilation of uh, a couple uh, Slack interactions he's had with people trying to help them understand what was happening happening in the router um, and how, like, kind of trying to dispel some of the magic that that happens, like, when resolving templates and things. It's a it's a little short blog post, but it is had a couple of little interesting tidbits in it, things that, that um, you know, if you're not already 100% familiar with the how the resolver works and how templates are looked up, uh, I'm sure you'll learn something. Yeah, absolutely. And I, one of the things I really enjoy about this blog post, the style of blog post, is that it wasn't technical. It was just saying, it's not saying how it does it. It's not saying like, oh, this is where, this is where the code is, this is all this. Uh, instead, it just says, this is what it does. And it was like little sentences, like, oh, it, it does this thing, and it goes and looks it up here. And then the end result is like, oh, and then you finally, once, it's, once it looks up this whole, this whole process, it'll cache it, and he shows you like the cache line. Um, I thought that was really cool because it's a better way for me to think about it at a higher level to get an idea of you know, what it's doing in the, you know, the big picture 
And rather than trying to get lost in, the, I, I have a tendency to get lost in the weeds when I start looking at code examples of following, you know, like a, a path like this. Uh, and I get lost. Uh, and this is really cool because it's just 10,000 feet. Look at it. Here's the kind of stuff that happens. And here's, you know, it's it's a bunch of small little things that happen in, in a sequence that um, is what gives the router its power. Um, I don't know. I, I like this style of blog post. Like, it's almost a non-technical blog post. I mean, it's technical, but it's not like, you know, showing you code and not going deep into the source. And I think that was really awesome. Yeah, yeah. So check it out. Um, and he's, you know, he's got a, he's got a blog there uh, with a, with a bunch of other good little tidbits. So you know. So Jeffrey Biles from Ember Screencasts is starting up a new podcast. It's called Real World Ember, where he interviews real world Ember developers um, that you've, you know, some that you've heard of, some that you haven't. So you know, check it out. Uh, this last one was uh, was pretty good. Yeah, I listened to the last one is with uh, Lydia Garino, uh, and um, she she works at the front side, and uh, I I thought it was really great. Uh, the format's really cool. Uh, this is like I think there's four up so far. There's been one every day since the eighth of this month, I want to say, um, and it, it was really it was really cool uh, talking about uh, methods of solving problems. Uh, she has a different background than many. She. Uh, doesn't come from a CS background, and I thought that was really interesting. They talked about uh, dev, uh, dev boot camps, and uh, a, a thing that Jeffrey called the the trace around or trace around method of uh, kind of solving problems, where you kind of see something all the way through, figuring out all the things, and then you come back and kind of stitch it up later and make it a little bit more codified. Uh, so I don't know that that was the only one I've gotten a chance to listen to so far, and I really like the format. Uh, it's it's great. I, I definitely encourage you to uh, to go out and. And listen to this podcast. Uh, I really like, like I said, I like the format. I like interviewing, getting, getting really like the name of the podcast, getting real world Ember uh, experience like voiced. Uh, I think that's really cool. So uh, definitely check it out. Thanks for listening to Ember Weekend. If you'd like to follow along, visit us at emberweekend.com. Or you can find us at Ember Weekend, all one word, on Twitter or subscribe via RSS. I'm Chase McCarthy. And I'm Jonathan Jackson. And we'll see you next weekend. <laughs>